Welcome to the Structural Engineering Podcast. This is episode number four. Yeah, we made it four. <laughs> Can you believe it? Losing counts. I'm four. A bad sign for That's the future. <laughs> That's all right. Oh man. This uh, okay, the Structural Engineering Podcast. Uh, my name is Max. And I'm Zach. Uh, every week or so, we get together and talk about structural engineering. Uh, sometimes technical topics. So far, some uh, introductory stuff, but we're kind of yeah. gonna dive in everything. Do uh, do some yeah. interviews. A little bit of everything. I want to put you on the spot real quick. Yeah, we we've never we haven't talked about this. In the first three podcasts, what have you learned in podcasting? Like in this in, platform? In this, yeah. Um, make sure it's recording. Um. Okay. <laughs> that's I, a personal I, thing I like. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Talk louder than I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our last podcast, I had to. Up at like 300%. Yeah. And you can and tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're learning. I mean, every week is, is new and you don't know until you know, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that just like engineering, just you, like engineering. you don't know until you know. And so I think that kind of jumps right into our first topic. <laughs> now, I wasn't yeah. planning on segueing that, but that's a good segue, actually. Yeah. That jumps into like what we want to talk about today. And that's, I think, like the biggest things you learn as yeah. a new engineer. And like what you like do what are the, today. Yeah. What are the most valuable lessons, you know, that you learn in your first several months, like your first good engineering lessons, um, takeaways, uh, that you, that you apply for the rest of your career. Yeah. And you look back now, very important. you'd go, the, the people I'm going to train, I'm going to teach them these things, this. like hundred percent. Yeah. So, okay. All right. I'll kick it off. Kick it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to start with a very non-technical part of it but i think just having like good calcs yeah and uh, i think a big one is is like having other people be able to like go through your calc and like completely track it uh-huh um, and it, probably with good calcs is like a good outline of your calcs not just like nice clean mm-hmm. numbers that you could submit as homework and yeah you know no, 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 it's no. like going to the 12th digit and yeah people are at uh, okay this is good seg- not segue but i was reviewing some calcs the other day and i said okay um it was an elevator rail. Yeah. And it, and they only allowed uh, an eighth of an inch, right? 0.125 yeah. inches of deflection. And I, I, so I had another engineer calculate for me and tells me, like, this. so the problem we're having is it's actually deflecting 0.1256. And I said, what's the problem? And he goes, it's over deflecting. I said, do you know how minuscule <laughs> that deflection is? Oh. Well, what's the thing? What is it for? Is it for elevator like partition? Rail. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it can only deflect an eighth of an inch, and it's deflecting point one two five six. Well, it was like an MRI, right? That was thing was like point zero zero zero, and then yeah. something. Was, I think. Yeah, one the other day, it was it was a sixteenth of an inch, or point zero six two five. Yeah, enough anyway. size measure. <laughs> <Anyways. laughs> All right, I yeah. think that's something though. New new engineers do is take way too many significant figures. Oh yeah, for sure. But even just like besides, you know, your single calc on yeah, everything, yeah. like. Going in with a calc packet right off the bat, like yeah. wherever you get your wind load, unless it's something like a, you know, unless it's your local, you know, what you do a building all the time, I'll like PDF the municipality's code and just drop it in a folder every time, every time, every time. Because yeah. if you don't, and like maybe you're wrong, maybe the code updates, like you need to know where you got that info. What, what, yeah. No matter what. Yeah, and I think like having your your calc pages fully filled out. So for like all the experiences I have, it's project subject. Um, project number, you yeah. know, or whatever, and then like date and name. 
like on every calc no matter what yeah because you know exactly what project it goes to you know exactly what it's for and there, I, I don't do that all the time like I try to do it as much as I can but sometimes I just do some quick calcs and I see it later yeah I'm like I don't know the project is for. I don't yeah. know why. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of like the title page, and okay. I've been trying to yeah. do this a little bit, but we we don't we don't pick up too much. But like handwritten, so you know it wasn't in there from your last Excel document. Yeah. As soon as you start the project, who's your contact? Owner. Oh, building yeah. code. Wind speed. Seismic. And then it's there a every single page. time. A summary page yeah. that you know can't be accidentally duplicated. And that <laughs> just kicks it off, no matter what, with a nice clean set of numbers. Yeah, and that I, someone can start tracking your calcs. Right, and I think it's important to have like a solid set of calcs too. Like, there's obviously that ninety ten nice rule, right? <laughs> but um, is it, when someone's QCing it, reviewing your work, and they start asking questions, you're like, boom, here you go. Yeah. Right, and, like you thoroughly thought through everything. Um, I think that's important. And then like if you have a municipality that wants to review calcs, you've got a calc to review. That's so, true. I think just the big thing there that I learned early on was just being organized. I think that's a good one. Just being like that goes generally in life. <laughs> <laughs> just always. Just always be jet. Um, but actually, yeah, the first firm I worked for, um, the guy that founded the firm, I guess he he just wasn't there anymore when I worked there. But he was known to go around on Friday afternoons when everyone left, and and if you had calcs on your desk that didn't have the title, your name, the date, like everything filled out in it, he would just throw it away. That's kind of neat. Yeah, he just throw it away, and he because he said if you, you don't have it filled out, obviously it's not for anything. Pushing it a little bit. I think it's pushing <laughs> it, but yeah, I get I, definitely know. pushing it. But I get I get the reason. I I mean, there's uh, yeah, just uh, if you're doing the work, it takes five seconds to put your name on there. Yeah. What it's for? So I, just being thorough and, and being able to track what you're yeah. doing. I've got one for you. This is something I actually took from architecture. A lot of the, anything in my head is usually like one-liners from somebody. This is not a one-liner joke, but this is an arch yeah. architecture boss when I was, you know, putting together a set of drawings that just looked like junk. Yeah. He said the only thing that we provide is an instruction set. All the effort we put into this is meaningless. The yeah. only thing that you hand over is ten pages of instructions on a whole building. Yeah. Or what ends up pointing, whatever it ends up being. And that your drawings have to be exactly your intent, as clear as possible, go overboard, not underboard. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That's the the only thing of value is 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 that piece of paper. Yeah, that's your deliverable. <laughs> that's your deliverable. Yeah. It, for us, sometimes it's also the calcs. They yeah, sometimes they have to see the calcs, but like the, the city the construction the team. The only thing they're gonna see is, the is yeah. a couple pages of paper. Yeah. So if that's not conveying your message one hundred percent, then you might as well not even do it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's where most people probably get in trouble. It's not putting everything in there. Yeah, oh definitely. So that's a whole other <laughs> conversation. Yeah, is, is, is yeah, I think you'll say drawings. Time, yeah. Good drawings. Yeah. I think if you have, it's another good segue right for <laughs> our next thing. And, and I think we we kind of talked about this a little bit. Is low path. Yeah. And if you don't have good drawings that prove good load path, you don't have a good building. That's a big one. That's a hard one to, it's not hard to describe, I guess, but that's like a deeper subject. Load yeah. path in yeah. general. But, but I think super you, important. You know, you build and you get the loads. That's a whole thing. Yeah. But you get the loads and then just track your load. Is that, how yeah, does how your would you load describe your load path, I guess? Yeah. Your, how yeah, does okay. your load get, let's say 
gravity load on your roof, right? How does that get to the foundation? If you can track that all the way down, then you have good load path. Yeah. Um, the big thing that I've, I've heard a lot and was kind of really instilled uh, to me as a new engineer is if you have load path, it'll work. The yeah. load will find its way there <coughs> relatively, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you have a column way over there and beam way over there, it's not, right? But if you have a good load, if you have load path, things aren't going to, bad things won't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if it's not sized perfectly. Um, and that's a big one, I think, in seismic design as yeah. well. I think that's something that's really left out in residential design. Is yes. that you design everything as its separate components, mm-hmm. and then you not even consider how loads transfer through. I'm like, you know, jumping immediately in my head to roof systems, yeah. where, you know, early engineering for me it would be like, this is the, I guess, we're, you know, we're not sizing trusses here, but like, the truss connects to the wall. No detail showed that. Yeah. Down we go. And that is not a system. Yeah, that's uh, hoping yeah. for uh, the construction workers to do a good job. Yeah, you know what's one thing I, I see missed all the time with mm-hmm. the construction, like ha- housing and like even some commercial, is that they don't think or they don't detail. Maybe they're hoping that this comes from a truss manufacturer, so it could have. Yeah, there could be, but is truss blocking to get your load from your roof? Yeah, that's exactly what your I'm shear wall. About. Truss blocking. Yeah, has missed all the time. Yeah, and and. And so that's right there is load path, right? Yeah. If you if you don't show details, you don't show uh, truss blocking, then there is no path for your shear your, loads to go. Your rollover. If you shows, show your, something yeah. there, you at least have a path. Yeah. You know, even if you put in, yeah. I mean, really anything plywood would transfer your load. So how, um, you know, so as a as a lesson, how would you know for sure that you have good load path? Like, what would be your procedure? Especially like early on when you when your boss would say you have continuous load path. I think you would go in your head and you'd. You like run through the building, pretend you're a little bit of load. <laughs> like, yeah, the, that's a really hard one because I think a lot of it is is just learn and like it's yeah. one of those engineering judgment like things of where like you've done it bef- not before, but you you get that your load has to go from your roof diaphragm. Let's say for, for lateral loads, mm-hmm. that load has to get from there to your wall. So to me, it would be like one element, one horizontal element to your vertical element, getting changing trading, getting that load down. How mm-hmm. how's that happening? right and so i think that's like a quick check is there something there that will transfer those loads check <laughs> right yeah. okay now they're in the shear wall okay there's let's yeah let's say wood shear wall how does that wood shear wall take its loads into the foundation right okay now it's got still plate anchorage and it's got hold down okay are those there and those detailed yes mm-hmm. okay and then you're at your foundation is there soil underneath? <laughs> you know looking yeah. through the whole system is there soil underneath? Okay, yeah. Look, we buried a hole the embedment. Yeah, and like, let's say your soil bearing doesn't calc out to work. You know, let's you know, your you know, uh, the load's still gonna get there. You're gonna have some settlement, some deformations that you're not expecting, but it will it will not fail. Your building will still work relatively. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say you can underdo all this stuff, but uh, yeah, nice. You have good load, load path. path. Yeah. It will find. It will way. find its way. It will find a way. Yeah, your house maybe will slide <laughs> a little bit, but that is its will. Or someone else's house because probably designed someone else's. But for that example, I, uh, I don't think you see anything like to that extent. Of, yeah, you know, your house sliding. Yeah. But um, I think if you can just think through those steps, and you know, like a easy gravity beam, right? Let's say you have a composite deck system. Ah, metal deck over beams on a roof, Good right? System. Yeah. Got some snow on there, and well, your snow is going to sit on your deck. Okay, is your deck designed to span between two beams? 
Better be. Three beams, right? Okay, cool. It does. That works. Okay, does your can your beam support that, right? So like you're just tracking load from your deck to your beam. Can your connections of your beams take it? Yes. Can your girder beams now take that load? Mm -hmm. And then can your you know you can. I don't think that necessarily needs to be for that level, like every beam or you know, but like that's what you're looking at mm -hmm. is designing those individual elements to transfer that load through the building. I heard something a little bit ago uh, referencing the Northridge. Ridge earthquake, which is I think 1989, 89, 88 or 89, 88. yeah. Um, and, and maybe this is something that you had mentioned a long time ago, but one of the investigators after the earthquake, when they really update a lot of seismic codes, mm -hmm. said that everything fell apart in the order or in the way that it was probably designed. Like the roof was totally held together, but it was no longer attached to the walls. Yeah, the walls were all standing like you know we're all solid but they weren't attached to the other walls yeah. it was like every component fell apart individually and that is exactly you know load pack just there continuous wasn't, load pack yeah you know the designer's like all right here's a wall we got some wind we got some vertical loads yeah but tying Next. all the elements <laughs> together yeah 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 if you don't have every connection you don't have anything right yeah i think that yeah and so just good load pack like just how does your load get from a to b a to z <laughs> track it has to go somewhere and yeah. i think that's where people get in trouble is like not thinking that through yeah i think that's like the number one way to get in trouble is not thinking through the load pack yeah is that yeah yeah that's something you learn as well oh yeah i think yeah. that everyone just learns is, yeah the first job there was a, everyone everyone at their desk like all the new guys had a piece of paper that said load pack load pack load pack yeah it's a good sign yeah and you're just sort of like it's supposed to remind you every day and it was always a joke around the office like Got load packs, dude. <laughs> you know, like just yeah. They're probably listening to this. And they probably not. <laughs> yeah, this is the first one. They're like, ah, yeah, yeah, I think so. Never really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else you got? I can't remember. You mentioned in our pre-screen discussion <laughs> something about mentorship. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure did. I think it's important. Yeah, I think it's important. Man, we should have beer. I don't know why. Yeah. Or adult beverage. <laughs> Another yeah. thing we've learned in the podcast world is <laughs> when and when do you not plan what your podcast is about? <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you just try to shoot from the hip. <laughs> um, I mean, that's kind of like the three biggest things. Yeah. I'm interested in like, yeah, that's, that's definitely super important, but that's not something you can necessarily improve once you're once you're in the working world yeah like the things that you need to have what's your experience with mentorship <laughs> <laughs> it's been there some days and it's not others i mean pretty light mike i get I, I, without explicitly <laughs> you know whatever but like importance like have you found that when you weren't being mentored well i mean this is so obvious but that your work lacked you didn't know what you're doing things right or wrong i mean what what to you why is having a good mentor important important yeah that's a good like point. in engineering specifically because in life it's good to have mentors yeah um, in general of an older soul that's gone through this stuff i think having someone direct you in engineering allows you to work hard enough that you learn well but not so hard that you are just doing nothing like when you don't yeah. understand a topic or you know whatever it is you're working on 
you want to be able to struggle a little bit because that's how you learn, right? You want to like read into the code, whatever it takes to, to figure out this problem that you're having, whatever it is. But if you don't have the resources to then, you know, after 30 minutes of this say, hey, can you explain this? Then you, then you have something trouble. Yeah. You need, you need good backup, but also a bit of space. I think that is what a, you know, mentor is supposed to do for you. And probably like dive into topics a little bit more when you're, you know, like give good personal stories that go with what you are looking into. That's that's not that's not a sentence I mean. Yeah. Like just being able to dive a little deeper, explain why something, right? Like mm-hmm. I can't ever remember anything unless I know why. Otherwise, yeah. I just tell the truth. So it's like I think that's <clears throat> almost as important. You know, if you find something in code, you're having trouble, you, you track it down. To have someone that will explain why it is the way it is really helps solidify things. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's to me, so the role of a mentor. When you turn into being a mentor for a younger engineer, <laughs> that's the that's one the <laughs> biggest thing, like kind of showing why and yeah. helping explain rather than saying, you know, they're like, I need to know, how do I figure out these loads? And you just say, I'll go to that chapter, figure it out. But like, yeah. you help them kind of through it a little bit and then you explain like oh back in my day <laughs> you know, when loads were easy you know and now they suck and they're confusing but like yeah yeah help walk yeah them it's through like it. one part you're like you're being bumpers like when you're playing bowling mm-hmm. like you're just yeah, keep you them hit. in this lane yeah. without too much you know you just push them back in the right direction yeah. and, and let them continue on but yeah okay. i think it too a good mentor will like let you fail oh yeah like not let not in the sense that the <laughs> project, building, <laughs> building, or like a bad drawing to calcs go out, yeah. but in the sense that like they'll let you learn a lesson, do it first, and then be like, "That is absolutely wrong." And I think sometimes you have to go through the thought, you have to go through the motions initially mm-hmm. to really like be able to learn from them once they try to correct uh, what you're doing. So I think it, yeah, that's really important to get that space, like you're saying, and get a mentor that's like, "Okay, go do it." And then come back, and then we're going to do it again, you know? And kind of give you that freedom. And um, like we kind of talked about before, is like having firm that is, is big into education and growing and, and you know, growing you as a professional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And th- that gives you that space, you know, um, to kind of take off and, and keep growing. Fly, big wings, big wings. <laughs> chicken, chicken wings. So, yeah, I think those things, those three probably think about quite a bit yeah i i I really think clean calcs load path um and like drawing being the your only value like just having that in mind yeah is so that's that's enough that's i'm I'm curious this is this is different than those three but when you started being an engineer (laughs) what what did you think your role or interactions would be with architect or clients did you realize that those would be your clients like did you well, know, I was like, an architect, of course? Did you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I I did know that, but so like um, you you understood that whole how the whole world. I did. Worked. I grew up doing construction. Okay, and then when you started as an engineer, you under like did you kind of get shocked? I guess not because you were already an architect, but like you just all of a sudden got thrown into these meetings and um, kind of just hit yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I had a slow introduction. Okay, because I I did a lot of handyman kind of stuff when I was young and yeah. I did construction and so kind of edge into this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, 
were you were you shocked? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I, with the questions, you must have been a little. Yeah, yeah. I I got into some pr- like meetings with some some pretty high up people yeah. pretty fast that I didn't expect. Uh, I was probably given too much freedom to go to some meetings that they were like, "Where's <laughs> where's the adult?" The, yeah, where's the adult? Um, <laughs> More or less, you know, and and getting in these meetings with like owners and stuff, it can be intimidating, no doubt. Very intimidating, and and the whole like not anymore. I don't, yeah. I think I can talk for myself pretty well in these meetings. So, but like when you're new and you're like, I don't, I'm still learning how to even do anything, and they're asking you these big questions, and you're like, oh, I think you know, I think it's okay to, to say I'll get back to you, and it's the best thing too, dude. You should never lie or or say you know something, but. Um, yeah, it just blew my mind like how quick I got into that. Like not saying <laughs> that's probably I, unusual. I don't. I think yeah, most firms, I mean, especially any sizable firm, it's something like a, like a Hewitt or whatever, like anything yeah. big. You're not. I, I, I assume I, you're not in. in yeah, that. yeah. If any of you guys work for any large firms, yeah, we'd love to hear. Because I think <laughs> it'd be totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it was probably I don't know, two three months in. All of a sudden, I started going to these meetings. You know, I was doing. I think that's a big important thing with mentors having going to these meetings with like your mentor or someone mm-hmm. that's like higher up that wants to help you and walk you through how all this works because i learned a lot by going to these meetings and going oh so you work for the architect the architect then kind of works with the contractor but they're hired by the owner contractors hired by the owner you know like there's a lot of players and it kind of you start realizing on some projects you gotta keep some people happy and you have to kind of yeah, understand where the money is coming choose from so you keep happy you know, unfortunately and, and kind of Goals always keep everyone happy, right? It doesn't yeah. always happen. Uh, yeah, but um, I think understanding how all those roles play, because there's so much politics. Yeah. I mean, it's just all politics between all everyone all the time. The owner's yeah. like, why why, why can't you do this? <laughs> it doesn't work. And you're like, no, it, it'll work. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, you hired me. But you, you, not that that happens. Yeah, but. yeah I would assume for most, for most people, they, you probably don't get into this until a couple years in. Yeah, I, you but, can yeah. definitely do it. Oh, Just yeah. even go to yeah, meetings yeah, and sit in. Uh, I was talking to an architect the other day uh, that's like two years in, and he was telling me that he, he's been going to these like owner meetings and stuff, and I think oh, that's wait, probably more, yeah, more, um, probably happens more often for architects mm-hmm. and, and younger architects, but he was you know, talking about how he's kind of confused that if he goes to these meetings, he doesn't say anything, he just sits there. And uh, his I mentor did do a lot of that, there. actually. Yeah. A lot of note-taking. It, at that point, though, yeah. it was totally understood that I was not to say anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, his mentor was there, and she was telling him, like, it was kind of interesting. He didn't realize, like, why he was in these meetings. Um, but, she, you know, she was like, you're there so that in a couple of years you can run these meetings, you know? Like, you're only going to learn how these work by sitting in here and listening to higher-ups talk you know, and go through the paces and yeah. experience, you know. Just good mentor with good experience can get you far. Boom. I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, those are those are four takeaways. I think we three, could... Four three, takeaways. three and a bonus. Yeah. yeah. If, you have so. any, uh, if you have any takeaways from your first experiences, the things that are the most valuable to you, yeah, the big lessons of engineering early on, let us know. And if you design this building, we'd love to talk to you. Also, if anyone, 
have a seat right in between us. If anyone knows what building we have in front of us, I know a lot of you are listening and some are watching the YouTube video, but if you know what building this is, let us know and maybe we'll give you a little shout out. We'll <laughs> <laughs> scream your name. We'll scream your <laughs> name. Yeah. No, I, I, th- I think maybe we start putting new buildings up. Uh-huh, yeah. That'd be fun. I mean, we get a whole building. Until we're skyline. just behind. <laughs> so we're like <laughs> peeking out behind skylines, but yeah. Um, I think over the next few weeks, you'll see some more technical videos coming out. Um, we're pretty excited about a new series we're starting. You want to talk yeah. about this new series? Yeah, we're going to do a little a mini-series, a history sort of one. Yeah. This is getting into the history of structural engineering. Baseball. Going way... No. <laughs> no. Oh. No, no. We're doing structural engineering. Well, good. I don't, I don't know baseball. Um, <laughs> going way back, starting with the first structural engineers... Yeah, moving our way up to uh, modern times. I think it'd be kind of fun. Yeah. What? How this many? Is, yeah. What do you think each like each video podcast will go over? Maybe um, like a time, a time yeah, period, a time, first an era. era. I think some, some probably an era. Okay. Like, go. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, don't we'll know. start with pyramids. Yeah, we'll start and with we'll pyramids. Just... I don't. There's not much in between pyramids and like England. <laughs> yeah. Romans, pyramids, we'll tie pyramids in with the Romans. Okay, talk about um, some arches. Talk about some arches and some yeah. aqueducts and some bridges. Ooh. and some. Yeah, no, 110-foot bridge still standing in Rome. Wow. No, no. Our different occupants? They put uh, cars on it now? No, just people. Okay, okay. That, I could get that. Well, that's yeah. long. That's, that's a big bridge. That's a big bridge. 110 years? 110 feet. Oh, ten years, two thousand years. years. I was say, yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, uh, and that's and we'll we'll go all the way up to yeah to new developments. When are we gonna start that series? New uh, year? Yeah, new year would be good. Good yeah, we'll start off the new year with that series. We're we're looking to probably have that concurrent with our our typical podcast, mm-hmm. which maybe be two a week. Um, some weeks we'll probably have one, but yeah. Um, so any of you guys that aren't interested in the history at all. Kind of want to stay with maybe technical topics or Zona, yeah, Zona. <laughs> we'll have you know maybe some other videos, podcasts. I don't know. Cool. Like, like going party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the ice one. Oh yeah. We and uh, also around the new year we're gonna do podcasts on ice structures. We've been doing some testing. We've been doing some <laughs> testing for sure. We have a lot <laughs> of tests in my freezer. Yeah, some material properties uh, underway. Yeah. Oh, we're building a nice house. We're doing very technical <laughs> testing. So stay tuned for those things. Yeah, we gotta make a rig. We got some we cool stuff coming rig. up. I got some ideas after we need to talk about after this. But anyways, if you guys have any questions or comments or just want to chat with us, we'd love to chat with you guys and maybe have some dialogue. Yeah. And, and got email in the show notes, Instagram, show notes, somewhere. Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Everything's in there. You're not I don't even have a Facebook. That's okay. <laughs> So I'll, I'll talk to you on there. Max can type on there too. But anyways, yeah, reach out to us and uh, thanks for joining us this week. See ya.